Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast of the Lancet Oncology. My name is Marcia and today I am joined by Professor Ing Marie Spain from the Copenhagen University Hospital to discuss her and colleagues' review on clinical advances and ongoing trials on mRNA vaccines for cancer treatment. Professor Spain, welcome. Could you please summarize for us how mRNA vaccines are different from other types of vaccine and their advantages? Yeah, so all the aim of therapeutic cancer vaccination is to induce or boost an effective anti-tumor immune response in the cancer patient. So several formulations of cancer vaccines are being tested and covers a broad repertoire of formulations, and that includes uh, like whole proteins, peptides, and also mRNA. mRNA cancer vaccines contains a synthetic mRNA encoding the tumor-associated antigen or maybe a tumor-specific antigen which could actually also be patient-specific new antigens. So the mRNA vaccine can either be delivered through autologic dendritic cells, which are engineered with mRNA ex vivo outside the patient, or through formulated or naked mRNA injections through different administration routes, for example, interdermally, subcutaneously, internodally, intermuscularly, and also intravenously. And the different formulations they are introduced to protect the mRNA and secure uptake. After the vaccination, the mRNA will be taken up by the antigen-presenting cells and transported to the cytoplasm, where the translation into protein or peptides coding for this uh, specific selected cancer antigen takes place. And these peptides will then eventually be transferred to the antigen processing and presentation cascade and finally be presented at the cell surface bound to the MHC molecule. And this MHC molecule are shaped for interaction with the T-cell receptors can thereby induce activation of tumor reactive T-cells. Some of the advantages of mRNA vaccines are that they can cope for multiple antigens and also maybe include immune stimulatory proteins to boost their efficacy. And they are very easy and fast and inexpensive to manufacture. They are easily degraded and do not integrate into the human genome, which is of importance in regard to side effects. mRNA vaccines became more fashionable with the rapid development of vaccines to fight SARS-CoV-2. But what are their potential applications in oncology? The rapid development and worldwide approval of mRNA vaccines against COVID-19 have really shown the vast potential of the mRNA technology. And this achievement actually capitalized on years of research on mRNA vaccines in the cancer field. So the full potential of mRNA vaccines in oncology has not yet been uncovered. However, a handful of trials have already reported clinical responses in cancer patients following mRNA-based vaccine treatment, and importantly, without inducing significant side effects. So most uh, mRNA-based cancer vaccines are therapeutic rather than prophylactic. And it will really require multiple administrations and substantial vaccine potency to induce a tumor response with mRNA vaccines alone. So the potential of cancer vaccines, including mRNA vaccines, mostly like, like most likely are within combinations with other immunotherapies. With this strategy, the vaccines are being supported by, for example, checkpoint inhibitors such as anti-PD-1. And the advantage of this strategy is the broad down-regulation of immune suppression applied by the antibody combined with the antigen-specific activation of anti-tumor reactivity driven by the vaccine. You mentioned several trials or groups investigating these types of vaccines in your review. What can we expect from all this research? 
Clearly, the mRNA vaccines have already been documented as safe and with the ability to induce vaccine-specific immune responses. However, continued research is still needed for optimization of mRNA vaccines in regard to, for example, vaccine structure, formulations to secure stability and delivery methods. Also, treatment schedules and duration of treatment will need to be further investigated. Also, as mentioned, therapeutic mRNA cancer vaccines are most likely to succeed in combination with other immune therapeutic treatment modalities. And many of the ongoing trials will unravel the potential of different combination strategies such as immune checkpoint inhibitors, oncolytic virus, and adoptive cell therapy. Several smaller studies have already indicated that patients receiving such combinations can obtain encouraging clinical treatment responses across cancer diagnosis. And if these early indications of clinical efficacy is confirmed within the next years, then mRNA vaccines are established as a central player among the future cancer treatment strategies. Vaccine development is not without challenges. Can you give us an overview of what these are and how we can overcome them? One of the most significant challenges in cancer vaccine development is the selection of target antigen. The possibility of selecting shared antigens allows for the production of a more general vaccine. However, much research points towards a high potency of targeting patient-specific new antigens, and this calls for individual vaccines which needs to be established for each patient based on prediction of mutation-derived new antigens. The technological needs and regulatory hurdles that will arise from the need for rapid and large-scale GMP production of individualized mRNA vaccines are important future obstacles that need to be addressed. Another challenge is uh, to validate the most feasible cancer administration methods. As we know that the administration route determines mRNA distribution and also influences vaccine efficacy. For example, mRNA injected intradermally and subcutaneously is easily processed by regional uh, antigen-presenting cells, but the administration often induces considerable local injection site reactions. On the other hand, internodal injections reach the lymphatic antigen-presenting cells directly, but the delivery methods are cumbersome and, all, and only allow small injection volumes. Intramuscular is more feasible, and the current uh, COVID-19 vaccines are administered in this way. And also intravenous injections allow mRNA to reach numerous lymphoid organs. And this administration method has proven to induce a more robust CD8 uh, T-cell response compared to local injections. So clearly it uh, appears unlikely that the vaccines as such will succeed as monotherapeutic treatment for advanced cancers because of the challenges regarding the highly immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment of this patient group. And for vaccine development, it represents a huge challenge that clinical activity is mainly not seen and maybe not to be expected in the majority of early monotherapeutic trials, which means that the primary uh, immunogenicity and uh, safety can be addressed in these trials, while more expensive and time-consuming randomized trials are really needed to address the full potential of the vaccines in combination with other immune drugs. Presently feasible ways to perform clinical testing and established documentation is lagging behind the really rapid technological development of mRNA vaccines, and this certainly needs to be addressed. So as vaccines most likely will be an add-on, my recommendation is to pursue strategies which is realistic to implement 
uh, as a standard of care in relation uh, to complexity and also cost. Thank you very much for agreeing to this podcast and thank you also to all our listeners. This review is now available online at lancetoncology.com and with our October issue.